0: hey everybody welcome to the patty g show i'm your host patty g we are here on a different day but that's all right we are in studio with jenny peters of varsity sports we're going to learn a little bit about entrepreneurship running how all that ties together Starting a company when seeing an opportunity when you're in a totally different avenue. And just all things varsity sports. But before we do, we're going to make sure we give a huge shout out to our wonderful sponsors making this show possible. Big thanks to Felia Real Estate, Government Taco, Currency Bank, Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge, Horizon Financial Group, and Mallard Bay. Stay tuned to the end to hear a little bit more about them. And without further ado, Jenny... Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Patty. And sorry about yesterday. It was uh, oh my gosh, you know, that was monsoon.
0: No one could have planned for that. I would think it was what a, just a condensed rainstorm in um, a matter of an hour and a half to yeah. two hours, but just a whole day lead up to just unloading. We completely. tried.
1: You and I tried.
0: <laughs> we did. We were close. We were we were real close. But I look. I get it. It's South Louisiana. Yeah. When you get wet and you're done, like you're done. I don't. I don't want to go anywhere after having to get stuck in a rainstorm. So, but I'm glad to have you here. You brought the sun today, so that's exciting.
1: Gorgeous Louisiana day today. This is the way we want it.
0: Oh yeah. This what is it, seventy degrees or something like that? Just a sleeveless nice cool weather. sleeveless weather. You know white you,
1: jeans. White je- is it
0: is there I thought it's till after
1: I hear spring, but spring, you know, okay. I'm a modern southern woman. It's white <laughs> jeans all year round to me. But I think it's spring was a couple days ago. So anyway, I'm okay. pulling out my white jeans. So
0: white jeans white jeans are in now. I can wear my white jeans tomorrow, basically.
1: Uh, white jeans all year round for me.
0: Look, I love to wear white—not white jeans, but like your your um seersucker, oh, God, yeah, or like your Hawaiian shirt. If I could wear Hawaiian shirts year-round, I'm in. Like, sign me up. And
1: then why not?
0: Yeah, I it's. Mean, you can
1: have the patty G embroidery?
0: Ooh, I need to talk to. I need to get that done. I think so. Do y'all do embroidery work. We do. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> going to get some Hawaii, some varsity Hawaiian. Wouldn't
1: that be hilarious?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'll wear them. I mean, I'm <laughs> always looking for more shirts. At, by all means, but so what do you, what do you do? Who is Jenny Peters?
1: Ah, you know, if I had to define myself, I'm probably a lifelong teacher. You know, that's kind of what I did. Is I, um, I taught at LSU in the marketing department for as many years as I can think. So, um, you know, I can honestly say I'm one of those people that have had three dream jobs. I mean, jobs that who would ever think you'd ever get when teaching at LSU, and then when Skip Bertman became athletic director. I went over to the athletic department, so I was there for Nick Saban National Championship, Les Miles of Championship, the Sue Gunner-Simone Augustus Final Four. Anyway, that was there for seven years, and same time, I opened my own business, and now I have four stores, so you four can't beat stores. that for a career. Yes, sir.
0: Okay, so let's let's go to the, the beginning. What is the, the origin story of varsity? How did it come to be?
1: You know, like so many probably of the entrepreneurs and business owners that you've had around here, it, you know, it— it, it happened by accident. I mean, it's a lot of things. I mean, who really knows what they're going to be doing in life? And that, you know, would you think 10 years ago that you'd be hosting a broadcast show? A, a podcast? I meant, what's a podcast? I mean, it sounds like something <laughs> that, an agricultural product for pea farmers. But, you know, so, I mean, you just don't know. And it, it I was a competitive runner that kind of backed into competitive running. And the opportunity sort of presented itself in 2000. I co-owned a little... Building over on Perkins Road that was Zone C1 commercial, and at the time we were doing we were we were printing screen printing printing shirts in there, which is have become you know, our, our marketing tool for the last twenty years is the free T-shirts. But it was we used that we renovated it to print T-shirts in, and then in two thousand we said, you know, T-shirts are sure, certainly going to go out of style pretty soon. We need to do something else. And I was a competitive runner, and yada yada yada. So. We said, let's try. Let's turn this little house into a running store and work it. And if we make money, we make money. But at least we're buying our own shoes.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least you got shoes to run in, you know. Yeah, I
1: did. I ran for Nike competitively for numerous years. And so every couple months, a free box of shoes would come to my door. But (laughs) (laughs) when that came to a screeching halt, you know, it was time to actually buy shoes.
0: So how did you get involved running for Nike?
1: Um... Started kind of oddly. I didn't compete in high school or college. I was invited to a um, to come to a Miller Lite 5K run on College Drive when I was in grad school, and you know the rest is history. I did pretty well, pretty quick, (laughs) and so. It was a matter of, you know, how well I'd run, so.
0: Gotcha, and so was it like a contract? They reached out to you? Like, how did the the contract get in place? I mean, from a Miller Lite run, I'm thinking, oh, casual weekend runner, if somebody go to the same event, like, were they, was it a scouting event specifically, or they just. It may have been how
1: well I drank the beer, you know. I. (laughs) they like the combination. (laughs) combination. She's a Renaissance woman. Um, No, it's, to make a long story short, it's kind of like baseball, you know, you kind of have the triple-a in the majors and you know so i played triple-a with a nike regional team called racing south racing team and then i ran well and started achieving the times and places and then you progress to the majors you get on the national team
0: very cool so that was kind of your background and you were comfortable within that field i, I was
1: I, I tried to run professionally for about a year and that just wasn't for me it just you know every race <laughs> was for your mortgage or your car note it Just wasn't for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, cause that, does that work in a way of they pay you per race you compete for them or their contract deals where it's sponsorships and you have to put out so much? I mean, because this is probably not in the same realm of when social media is so hot.
1: Uh, it's a little of both. I mean, the races had their prize money and the Nike had bonus money if you were the <clears throat> first Nike and things like that. So anyway, it's, you know, if I had to tell you, probably the most ever made in a race was about 7000 which is not much.
0: Yeah, but I mean, for one race, I mean, that's not bad.
1: Well, I mean, you know, which <laughs> if that's the most you ever make. Yeah, in the that's race, the most, right, right. That's the most. So,
0: <laughs> so then the, the running store just became this idea that you wanted to kind of change the scenery as to what was happening in Baton Rouge.
1: Yeah, you know, when it was an easy transition, or I thought it was easy. You know, I said <laughs> we said. We're gonna open a running store in January and it wasn't until June till we got the permits and the you know, the renovation and the accounts and stuff. And that was really kind of side by side when I was in the athletic department. So it was a tough seven years trying to open your first store and, you know, do all things LSU athletics, but you know, people like me thrive on that kind of adrenaline.
0: <laughs> Wait, so it took seven years from start to No, that opening? was when
1: I opened in 2000 and got the job at LSU Athletics in 2001, so okay. those two were sitting side by side, so I had to be at every home LSU Athletic event and work with the store kind of in tandem. So.
0: Gotcha. So you were working for the LSU Athletic Department mm-hmm. after the seven-year period, but you'd already got your shop up and running and everything was going. Okay. And then
1: when things grew there, you know, I left Athletics and came to the store full-time.
0: So did you ever think that you would be doing what you're doing today full time?
1: Never. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever. But who knows? Like I said, I you know, I love that, you know, I've seen a bunch of your shows. I saw, I like that recurrent theme of people mm-hmm. thinking they're gonna do this and, you know, this left turn in life happens and here they're doing this.
0: Yeah. So you've got you said four stores you had so opening the first one, I mean, you were already in the screen printing business. Was it nerve wracking to kind of take that leap? to open the store and make that pivot essentially
1: no you know i don't think so i mean i had kind of a i I mean i'm a risk taker but everything i did was a calculated risk it was the way i raised my initial money was kind of interesting in that i you know i wanted i needed to raise a hundred thousand dollars quick so i looked at a group of baton rougeans i thought would be logical um you know good for they would refer to the store that money's no big deal so I asked 20 of my closest friends for $5,000 each to invest in a groovy little running store in Perkins Road, and I got that money, I think it took two weeks to get that, and it's uh, That's no incredible. interest, friends, and, you know, you know, and they've been my friends, and they've gone on to invest in some other stores, and I've recently bought most of them out at a really good return. <laughs> Not the original $5,000 no, investment. It was, it was a really good return, but, you know, I can't thank them enough, because it was a Physical therapist is a the head of a gym. It was a pediatrician. And if you think about it, they had every reason to want that to succeed. So you can imagine the, you know, hey, go, you know, to the, you know, to, to varsity sports. And so anyway, it, it worked out real good. I got a hundred thousand and twenty, you know, very vested people in Baton Rouge that wanted our store to succeed. Yeah, I mean, and
0: they can refer people to use your products, oh, and so yeah. you know they. And I guess, in a sense, wanted a skin in the game so they could say, go to the varsity sports. It's where I send all my people. I've got, you know, it's one of the stores I'm involved with. And I'm sure they were feeling comfortable and confident in recommending their patients to go and actually shop there.
1: Absolutely. You know, or at least I'm hoping. And, you know, (laughs) that was 20 years ago. So we must have been doing something right back then.
0: So, what was the landscape like back when you started? Were there many shops like this, or were you kind of the first one to make that shift to something local?
1: Um, there weren't many. I mean, you know, when I go to the industry, trade shows and stuff like that, I'm, you know, we're kind of one of the old school people. So, there was, you know, one of the people, Southern Runner in New Orleans, was a family owned, pretty cool little store down by Audubon Park, and you know I, I, I called him Mike Andrews and got some advice and you know how much can I make what can I do and you know he gave me a different scenario than what happened you know he said "Oh, those stores you know you'll be lucky if you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and so I was like, Ooh, that's a tight budget but you know <laughs> he, anyway I you know I learned a whole lot along the way
0: right I mean with your marketing background you're able to kind of go in knowing how to get the product out there and showcase it to people and then the rest of it can kind of just get picked up along the way, I guess.
1: Um, hopefully, you know, there are people talk about marketing, and even when I taught marketing, but there's no magic to marketing. It's just developing relationships. It's so much about developing relationships. Twenty years ago, that's what it was about, and today, that's what it's all about.
0: And so, was it when you're when you're teaching at the university, do you find the principles that you're actually putting into place every day for your business kind of align with what th- what you were teaching, or was there some? real world real world factor that wasn't accounted for in the books
1: um there's a lot of real world <laughs> <laughs> there's a school of hard knocks that you don't teach at lsu because i was actually teaching a retail management class when i was there and i had some experience in it but not owning a store i go back and say oh my god if i could teach retail management today i mean i could tell them i could tell what's really like and it's it's you know it's interesting and It's evolved. I mean, you know, right now it's, you know, our industry maybe five years ago was worried about the internet, you know, the Amazon taking all our business and, you know, and our industry's never been stronger. I mean, I, you know, after 20 years, I'm shocked and so gratified to say we had all four of our stores, we had our best years ever in 2021, ever, you know. Why was that, you think? The pandemic was good to stores like us when people i mean I, there's nothing good about the pandemic but people got outside and they walked and they you know got involved and you know and then coming out of it everybody wanted to be out and doing things i guess i don't know you know but 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 we've had a terrific growth spurt and, and thank you, Baton Rouge, for doing that. It <laughs> yeah. means a lot. that Baton Rouge is wonderful to their local, their local businesses.
0: Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, everybody is always trying to find who can we shop at locally, who Isn't can we go truth? to locally. It it's is not, so good. You know, if a new brand comes in town, their first question is, well, who owns it? You know, <laughs> who, who really owns <laughs> the store? Who's your mom and yeah, them? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your mom and them? Are we going to see them on Sunday for dinner, right? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah, with the within the pandemic, I feel like, you know, personally speaking, that we got out a lot more. We were taking walks, you know, going you? on runs, biking. Like, you were outdoors a lot more than we had been. And
1: all your neighbors, too. And huh? our, we
0: would see all of yeah. our neighbors. Mm. And everybody was going on walks or running. They were getting back out instead of being cooped up because everybody was tired of being cooped Absolutely. up. Absolutely. I mean, if you're working from home for 8, 10 hours a day, you don't want to then s- sit inside for the rest of the day. You want to actually get out there and doing something. So I know, like, a lot of running clubs like jennifer and Nellie, they put together yeah, like a little yeah. basic running crew yeah. out in their subdivision and they would run like a marathon and they would just do all types of things and so to me it almost kind of makes sense that people were like i need not shoot because then they realized i don't have the best of <laughs> shoes
1: <laughs> and you could do okay in the shoes you got from Dillard's or shoe station or whatever but you know people got a little bit more serious about it and you know wanted something biomechanically that matched up to their feet and one thing i might add though Baton Rouge is just a hugely active town with running clubs that people don't even know about. I mean, it's, it's just great. And they're all very, very supportive. It's not a cliquish type of town. I mean, we've got, you know, Jen and Nellie's group. And they've got, you know, Happy's Running Club on mm-hmm. Tuesday that probably has 200 people. We've it's got black girls run. we got black men run. Um, there's a mid-city running club. There's, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on, but there's all these little factions, and some of them overlap, and, you know, we've got our big varsity group, but they're all very supportive, and there's just a lot of them. It's just amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen some of them, um, I think, Saturday mornings, probably around, like, 5 or 6 in the morning. They're run by, like, Town Center. Mm-hmm. I see a group of them cutting through town centers. I'm heading to the gym.
1: That was probably us. We, and, district Donuts is one of our favorite, you know, before and after.
0: Yeah, but aren't, isn't District closed?
1: Just closed.
0: Like uh, That was one of the, uh, I was hearing yesterday, I think to Cody was talking about it. That was one of, like, the big local boutique donut shops yeah. that now is no longer in existence.
1: I think it was a location thing because they're New Orleans-based, and I'm friends okay. with their owner. Um because our we have a store in Lakeview, New Orleans, kind of up and comer, and we there's still only two stores in shopping centers: District Donuts and Varsity Sports, Lakeview. So they're <laughs> they're 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 killing it in New Orleans. Just I think there was a lease situation, and don't quote me on that, but right. I, I, I think they loved it here. It just didn't work out. So they're you know they're still killing it in Lakeview. Trust me.
0: So, so do you so y'all being the only two stores in the shopping center. It's, it's like to me, like a dentist giving their patients candy mm-hmm. right. Do the, do the runs, go eat the donuts, but then you gotta go back to run because you ate the donuts.
1: It's a real Louisiana synergy, Patty. <laughs> it's a real Louisiana synergy going on there.
0: I love that. So you, you got Baton Rouge, you got Lakeview. Where are the other two locations in um, the stores?
1: We have our our second store is actually uh, in Mandible on the lakefront, okay, which is a you know absolutely fabulous location. We actually bought a little house like Baton Rouge in 2007. We're close to the lake. We keep having issues with like Train flood. Anyway, we sold that. We're actually building right now in the middle of building a new store right on the Mandeville trailhead. So if you're familiar with the Tammany Trace, it's where people bike. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, it's on a Sunday. It's you know, hundreds of people going from Slide L to Abita to the brewery and stuff. We are building a new store right there on the trailhead. It's going to be great. It'll yeah. open this summer.
0: And so you said you'll have a house. Is it going to be the same house style as the Baton Rouge store? Like, is that kind of the theme or the that brand? That is a theme.
1: That's part of the brand. It it, it will be. The one that's, that we have now is a real old... It's actually a historic house, and it's it's probably one of my favorite stores. Um, Dennis Hargroder, who has Circa 1857, actually designed it. So, it's just... It's so cool. But this new one is... Oh, I hate to say it's Chip and Joanna, Magnolia type of look, but it kind of is. You know, it's, but it's, it's
0: old but modern.
1: Old but modern, yeah.
0: I like that. So what kind of, I mean, having a, such a unique building as a brand, what led to that idea? Or was it just, it was there?
1: It was coincidence, just like so many things. But, you know, it became a real part of our brand. I just didn't want to be anywhere else. And our other stores on Magazine Street right there. And it's just a great little New Orleans house. So they're all... You know, little house is a brand. What we found is just people feel more comfortable there. They come in, spend more time. You know, feel more comfortable because I, you know, sometimes these slick running store looks are a little bit intimidating to people that are non-runners that come in there. You know, Patty, if you would come in there on a Saturday, you probably would see one runner and nine people that either have a feet issues or going to Disney or you know have balance issues and well, in, Anyway, it's just you know the thing is the little store is not intimidating to those people that have become the core of our business, which are not runners.
0: Really? So the core of your business is not runners? It's not
1: runners. That
0: is fascinating. Isn't that great?
1: That is fascinating. That's how we've grown, really. You know, if we depended only on runners, uh, it would be wonderful. But, you know, it's just we work with a lot of the doctors. Like I said, the Disney business is huge. And that encovers everything from people going on cruises to going to Disney to, you know, they walk and they want something comfortable to walk in. So
0: I, I guess it makes sense because I know like during the Mardi Gras week when schools are out here in Louisiana, Disney is flooded with Mm -hmm. Louisiana people. Mm -hmm. But I just, I would never think of it in a running store. How can we target people who like Disney? (laughs) Isn't
1: that something? And then word of mouth, you know. I mean, it's just, it's, the Disney business is crazy right now.
0: So they, like, you have people come in that say, we're here specifically for a trip to Disney.
1: Absolutely. That's incredible. What are you doing in your shoes? I'm walking around Disney.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so when, when, The store in Baton Rouge opened. When did you decide it was time to open a second one?
1: Um, When one of my reps from one of my shoe brand companies called and says, Jenny, there's a house in Mandeville that is absolutely adorable. You're going to love it. And it's zone commercial. And so, you know, all my business partners and friends say, Jenny, you just had a crush on that house. You didn't really (laughs) need to open another store. And I had a crush on that house, and I didn't need to open another store. But, you know, the rest is history. Thank goodness. Yeah. You know. The business gods are looking favorably on me.
0: Well, I mean, that's incredible going from one store to two stores, isn't that That's a, that's the hardest expansion growth right there, I think is what it they is. say, one to two. And then once you get to two to three to four, you've already got your systems in place. I mean, have you found that to be the case or contrary?
1: No, I you know, all the people that work for Varsity Sports have been there forever. You know, our managers of all the stores are people that have started in Baton Rouge and gone on and, you know, enter in the other stores. I mean, you know, probably our average staff member has been there 10 years, 15 years. Wow. It's just, you know, it's, it's a good family. So, our manager in Mandeville has been there since the beginning. Our Mandeville in New Orleans started when we was running cross country in, you know, at LSU. So, you know, I could just, I mean, I could just hand it over to them. So it, it's easy just because you have good people running them.
0: And that's got to be such a good feeling, right? As a business owner, oh, you yeah. know, when, when you go into a new market, you've already got a team that you can just, Put it in place, and they're going to run it just like it's their own. Absolutely. I mean, in the, in the what are they calling it, the, the age of the great resignation, I mean, keeping people for 10-plus years, I mean, what is so special, I guess, that makes them want to stay?
1: I guess you'll have to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> the big bucks.
0: <laughs> the big bucks. <laughs> okay, so what is so unique about the store itself? I know y'all don't just have people walk in and say, hey, I want to buy a shoe. All right, here. Here's our bestseller. Like what do you walk me through an experience as a new customer? What am I going to get? What am I going to get when I walk in the door of varsity?
1: Um, I think it kind of goes back to the relationship that hopefully you have. I mean, the reality is we all know Patty that you can one click a shoe and have it tomorrow. That's the easy way to do it. And you know, there's people to do it. So I've got to ask myself, what can I give Patty? That's going to make him not want to one click. And you know, and that's, working with you specifically. You know, helping you to develop, you know, what your biomechanical needs. I mean, we've got a cool technology, I mean, this is Technology Park here, you know, that actually evaluates your foot. It's a 3D scanner and it's a gait analysis and. You know, we, you know, we take some time and try to put you into what you would need. And, you know, people come in there with issues and not issues, and, you know, we spend a lot of time with them. I mean, it's not uncommon for you to have 12 boxes of shoes in front of you. And that's something that you can't get. You can't have somebody online really telling you what you need. And, you know, you order a shoe, and it's like, ah oh, this didn't really fit me, and it didn't feel like I thought. If Do you return it, or I'm a bad returner? But you get this opportunity to come try 12 shoes that I recommended. And so, I mean, hopefully it's the service and the experience and the, you know, and the the fact that, you know, I tell my staff, you know, people don't know how much you know until they know how much you care. So I can talk about all the technical features of the shoe, but, you know, it's got to work for that person.
0: Right, every every shoe is individually picked for each individual person.
1: It is well, twelve of them, <laughs> and then the feet do the the, the real selection. Yeah. So it's
0: like twelve, the number you've come to, no, or no, is it that's just? just
1: a, I mean, if you go in there, and, and on Saturdays when we're busy and we don't have time to put things up, I mean, it is shoe heaven. It's shoe boxes everywhere, so <laughs> it's a good crazy. I think people kind of feed off the energy. Yeah, I mean, or and go running down the street like, oh my god, I'm not going in there today.
0: Yeah, well, but I, mean, I think it's that again, like. You've seen the show. Everyone talks about how great the people are here. So when going into varsity, you know, on a busy Saturday, you know it's gonna be a. It could be a long wait, but you know you're gonna have a good time because everybody's there and it's that community you're able to see and meet new friends essentially.
1: It kind and- of is that way. I mean, we have. Um- Free beer in the refrigerator for anybody that wants to get it. Oh, You know, man. Paradise Park has. Paradise a Park, weekend, okay.
0: So. Barrett knows you get me real easy when you get Paradise Park in the fridge.
1: Patty, come <laughs> in, get a Paradise Park, sit down with me, and I'll take care of you. I
0: love You that. can't one-click that. <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, you can try to shop online and get someone to video conference. Okay, do a walk or walk back to me. But, again, right. it's in the store you have to put the shoe on. And I think retail specifically is starting to get back into that people want that personal connection they want that personal relationship from retail they don't i mean yeah it's easy and nice to you know tell your alexa hey purchase this item or go online and purchase it from amazon or whatever box store but having that personal connection with a sales rep is almost like irreplaceable
1: you know and that's so funny you know you talked about going back to my teaching how things are back then I taught these theories called the wheel of retailing and the accordion theory and retail management you know you and Barrett might both have remembered that but you know now I'm actually seeing it in my life the accordion theory kind of was you know they went from specialty to you know more broad appeal type of stores like the department store back down to specialty and then you know anyway there you know retailing is always evolving and I think you're right that people do like the connection you know particularly coming out of you know the pandemic, you yeah. know, people miss that connection.
0: I mean, we're, we're our social creatures by nature. Mm-hmm. We thrive on interacting with people. Even if, you know, we like to be quiet in our little corner, it's still, we having a little bit of human interaction is good for us. And when it comes to shopping and getting that comfort feeling, I mean, I know walking into a home is much more comfortable than walking into a massive, you know, 40,000 square foot commercial size building in a mall. It just like is overwhelming for some people.
1: Well, and we hope so. You know, we've developed relationships. It's, you know, it's cute where people will come in and bring, it's mom's birthday. And I'm coming here to, mom and I are celebrating, we're having lunch and we're going to varsity sports to get her some cheese or, you know, and on LSU Saturdays, we continually have people that plan their, their trip into Baton Rouge. You know, they got to make their trip to buy varsity and then go to the game. People from that. out of town. So it's, it's really, really gratifying.
0: So y'all have almost become like a staple shop to visit when you're in Baton Rouge.
1: Well, I, <laughs> I'll tip my water to that.
0: And so going into kind of the, the business beforehand, the shirts, I mean, that Barrett and I were, were talking beforehand. I think it was yesterday or something like there is when you think of varsity sports, your first instant comes your first thought comes to the shirts that you that you give. I mean, I have so my, my wife and her and her mom went to go get her new shoes for a she was going on a hiking trip or something. They, all, they went to varsity. And I come home from work and I'm looking on my counter and I've got a one T shirt sitting on my counter. Oh, good. I'm like, How, why did, why is there a varsity shirt here? And she's like, well, the, the ladies were in there. My wife was pregnant at the time. And they're like, well, they were like, Oh, you're having a newborn here. You have to have a shirt. Like you can't, this would be the first shirt your kid owns is a varsity sports shirt.
1: Cry hard, live easy.
0: <laughs> oh, it does uh-huh. in the back. It says cry. See, and then we have another yet.
1: one that's crawl hard, live easy. So we're going to take you from cradle to, you know, <laughs> to maturity. <laughs> I love
0: that. So what, went into like was there a time where y'all said we're going to do this or was it just happenstance where you had the machine and equipment
1: it was that you know we have screen printing in the back so we said okay for this what better way can we get our name out there than give a free t-shirt that we're printing in the back to you know every customer that was supposed to be for the first month and you know we're 22 years later so
0: and so you're, you're still maintaining the yeah. the free shirt with a pair I of have. shoes.
1: I mean, I went like people are probably getting tired of t-shirts. Why don't we give mouse pads and coffee cups? You know, offer that. That was like a lead balloon. Did, did <laughs> y'all try it? Or tea. you still have them? We tried it. We tried it. I think I I have the collector mouse pad because you know. But anyway, you know, people just love the teas, and you know, you see them. You know, a neat thing, Patty, is that we get people that send me um i'm varsity shirt in egypt i'm varsity shirt underwater Um, you know they send us uh pictures of them in the shirts all over the world i mean i've got a gallery of all the places i almost kind of collect them it's like, oh i don't have one from antarctica and now i've got one that's incredible it's so somebody, they'll, they'll just
0: like send y'all via will. email I and mean, shirts
1: like, i can't i've got them from everywhere
0: that is so powerful cool? as a brand
1: oh, no i oh, know
0: like, just, just having that. Because at that point, it's it's more than the shoes they're wearing. People are like, where can I get that shirt? And they see the brand, and it's top of mind all the time.
1: Or, you know, when my good friend saw somebody in Paris uh, in a varsity shirt. So there was an instant connection. Yes. Oh, you're from Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. So that makes me feel good. But, but, you know, the funny thing, and this this is going to sound so pathetic. I don't even know what it sounds like to me. I'll be at the beach or something and see people in varsity shirts. And I'm almost shy about it. I'm a little self-conscious. It's like, oh. I don't even know where that comes from it's like like you know I, I don't I'm self-conscious when <laughs> I see somebody at varsity shirt
0: so like you, like will you approach them and no, you know tell them who no, you are or you'll just no, like casually no. like snap a photo
1: like <laughs> 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 oh but I love seeing it don't get me wrong
0: so do people stop you like are you are you are oh, you they ever don't stopped for okay They don't
1: know me that's why
0: I mean, that instant connection is so true. I mean, anywhere you are, if you see somebody with something, whether it's, I know it's for LSU, it's for varsity, I Mm. mean, it's that instant connection. You strike up a conversation. Yes. You know, and those people, that's what matters, having those relationships in place.
1: It absolutely does.
0: So, how did y'all get into the running club or, or starting running clubs?
1: Just, you know, because that's what I did throughout competition. I mean, I've been running with groups, you know, way before varsity. And, you know, it's kind of a, a good community thing to do if you cultivate runners you know you're gonna have runners shop at your store um one thing that we do a little different than other running stores around the country most running stores charge a fee for their running club their thought is it pays for some of the coaches time because they hire coaches and they think it gives a little bit of commitment from the person but we never have and never will i mean our running group is so committed no matter what you know they could pay me 150 a year or, you know, it comes back ten times in their loyalty and how much they shop at the store. I could never ask them for money, money.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that is far more important than an annual Don't fee you know? in a running I know. club.
1: When, when I go to those shows, it's like, oh, how can you do that? Like, how can you do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so are y'all still doing trade shows now?
1: Mm-hmm. We just came back. Okay. We have something called the running event in Austin every every year. It's Super fun. I used to dabble in trade shows.
0: I used to have a, a lifestyle brand called Off the Pier, and we would screen print and sell little Louis, little wooden Louisianas and all that. So oh, that's cool. Trade shows are fun. They're an interesting interaction.
1: Well, these we don't sell out, thank goodness. It's where the okay. big vendors come. So, oh, the these Brooks are vendor say. shows. Yeah. Yes, okay. they vendor shows. The big, you know, the Nikes and the Brooks and the Sauconys. they put on big parties, you know, the, the way those are, big parties and big exhibits and give away their shoes.
0: Try to get you to purchase yep, from them exactly. So, what was it like going to that first one? Did you have any experience like being with Nike going to those, or was it when you opened the store was your first?
1: It was yeah, that was the first. You know, it was it's just real, real exciting. You're new and everything's new, and all the brands are cool. And you know, so it's 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 still that way though. You know, it's, it's, it's every year it you know, gets see all the new stuff, and it's a fun industry to be in. So, I'm mean, a really fun industry to be
0: in. Yeah, I feel like the the running is just a more it's more relaxed atmosphere, oh a more gosh, relaxed yeah. industry.
1: Party people. <laughs> <laughs> they are party people. But, you know, they're, it's, they're just a lot of fun. I mean, they're very serious about what they do. But, you know, they they, they enjoy their good times. Hey, that's... All this entertaining.
0: That that fits in with the Louisiana motto, you know, being able to just enjoy the good times.
1: I know. And I'm at Brooks Running, which is one of our top brands. Um, Jim Weber, the head of that company, lives on the lake in Seattle, Washington, a couple doors down from Bill Gates Microsoft so you know super cool to go out there as a vendor and take a dinner cruise in front of Bill's house and you know it's 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 I've had some great experiences because of you know because of running that's a fun time i know it's a real fun time
0: so where is the coolest place you ever raced
1: uh probably Tokyo Japan really yeah just cuz it was that you know t- if you've ever been to Tokyo it's so surreal because Know, the language is so much nice. like ours are the signs the streets um, but I raced in uh, in Olympic stadium in Tokyo for uh US track and field team for for um, for United States of course it's for United <laughs> States no I ran for Japan um so I, I ran there I ran the uh, 10,000 which is 6.2 miles that's a long race on a track it is a long race you know on a road it's not so bad it's kind of common it's what crescent city and yeah. some of the others but on a, on a uh, on a track it's 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 long.
0: And was it a 400 yes. track? Yeah, it okay. was a
1: typical track.
0: Yeah, I did the, the Baton Rouge Beach Marathon, and I did the Louis- Baton Rouge Half and Louisiana Full. And when you run those distances on the roads and in the open, it doesn't feel that long, especially in the city. Yes, because yeah, you it's go through all the different things. You're, you're cutting through neighborhoods. You're cutting in these crossroads. Like, the, fir- the, longest rot- the longest stretch I felt like was going down Goodwood all the way. That felt like the longest stretch to me. But... Where I'm running, when I was training for it, I was running my parents' house in Sunshine, Louisiana on Plaquemines Point. It's a 10-and-a-half-mile loop. Well, and so right. running that loop, you're in the country, and so it's just a straight road, down, straight shot down River
1: Road. That felt like so much longer than running in the city. Uh, there's just courses that just don't feel as long as others. I, the ones that go to different areas, I think, are kind of the, the ones that, that do that instead of the long out-and-backs, for sure. So 10k on the track is it's it's a long a, way. Like, do you ever lose count running those? Oh, they count laps. for you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's 24 laps. I remember the first time I ran, I wasn't very experienced with 10k on the track. I ran in the Olympic Trials 10k uh, in LA, and gosh, I'd say 1980, 1984. Um, but um, and you know, there's a lot of turns to the inside. You're obviously going this way. And there's turns. I woke up the next morning, and my whole arm was really sore. And I figured it was the lean. I mean, you know, other people had told me. I'm just wasn't experience this, because you're always going in that direction in 24 laps or 30 something minutes. And so I was just really, really sore. Odd, but
0: anyway. Well, no, I mean that makes complete sense. Having just the one direction that you're uh-huh, going just, around and, and really and around. working
1: hard at it. So.
0: Like so, when when training for that. Do you ever, like, ever switch and run the other way? I mean, I feel like it would kind of throw you off kilter going the other way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm mostly trained going the the correct way, but I'm one of these people that likes a lot of variations, so I wouldn't be surprised if I would want to do it the other way. That makes sense.
0: So going into the the races, I see you all put on a lot of races. What races do you all put on in the community?
1: We actually don't. We're kind of out of the putting on business um, because there's a lot of good race companies, you know, Fresh Junkie Race, and puts on a lot of stuff um we like to be sponsors and we're involved shamrock is probably 5k is probably one of the f- ones that were a little bit more involved with the race implementation but we work with uh maven shingleton and Brittany weiss shingleton you know it's kind of their race that we help them with because Brittany came to us a couple years ago and said hey can we do this and she's wonderful to work with so we said oh heck yeah i love that and so you're
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, you're starting to get involved with the Perkins Overpass project. Mm-hmm. What? Explain to me what that is over there and what's happening.
1: Gosh, for years we have wanted to get some way to get from one side to the other without, without having gone over the overpass. Have you run over the overpass?
0: I, I have. It's it's not the most pleasant experience Describe in the that world. experience to me. <laughs> uh, nerve-wracking, scary. <laughs> Harrowing. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Fear for my life is a phrase that comes to my <laughs> head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's just that way and I mean there's so many people I mean we've got the Garden District and the Hundred Oaks area on this side and then all the groovy little places on this side and there's just a disconnect if you wanted to you know bring your baby in a stroller or a bike and stuff like that and underneath can be done but we work with CPAC's you know planning to they were doing a demonstration in 2016 I mean our varsity group got under there and cleaned it out and manicured a trail and the thought was Let's do this and show the city, you know, what could be and here, hand it off to the city. And I thought that was going to happen because, I mean, we, we real. I mean, I've got some pictures to show you. We really made that place look nice. But nothing ever happened. And so, you know, I kept revisiting it. And then, um, oddly, when Misty and Brumby Broussard opened Building 5, and, you know, Chad Hughes has got bum steers. He'd also opened a new unlet Anyway, there's a bunch. And Al Morrow moved in. I'm stumbling only to say there was a group of people that felt as strongly as I did about it, and I said, "Well, let's do it." So we're we're pretty far along. We put together the the five of us put up forty thousand dollars to get a survey done and a plan done, because um, the city was moving a little slower than independent business owners are used to moving. Yeah,
0: I mean it, that comes to that that parallel of. Business owners taking it into their own hands versus waiting for the city to get it done.
1: Uh, It's it's, it's so that way. We're just, you know, we want it done tomorrow because that's why we're used to doing things. You know, it's a common theme with entrepreneurs that you interview. You know, we're impatient. You don't want to wait around. No, no, and we're ready. But the thing is, it's not like we're going to complain about it. I mean, we're willing to roll up our sleeves, and that's what we told the city, you know, not that you owe this to us, that We'll help you do it. You just tell us what you need us to do. So we're pretty far along. And we were getting nowhere fast, and I'm not going to place any blame, but we were getting nowhere fast. So we finally said we've spent all this money. We're just going to show the public what we've got, you know, and let the chips fall where they may. And so that's what we did about a couple weeks ago. The outpouring of support has just been incredible. So... We have high hopes, talking to the city again next week, how high high hopes of getting it done. Everybody we talk to think it's something that should have been done years ago. It just wasn't. Somebody just need to get it done.
0: Yeah, and I think projects like that are a prime example of business owners, you know, realizing the need in the community and saying, we're going to be the ones to put our foot forward and make something happen. We're going to show that we want it done and we're willing to put our money on the line to make it something that's going to be a reality Instead of just saying, "Oh, let's wait, let's put it off, let's mm-hmm. wait for them to do it, go through the channels, or go complain all about it should do that, or, c- yeah, or complain have about more it, right? Or have more of this." It's it's instead of, "Hey, we think this should happen. Mm-hmm. Here's the solution. We've paid to have people survey. We've put into consideration. We've put it out before the public. We've gotten feedback. What permits, licensing, like what's the next step? We we've got it this far." It's just we needed to sign on the dotted line, and let's just keep pushing.
1: And there's a lot of grants that are out there. There's a federal grant that's going to open up next month. There's movie BR There's money that's out there that this is the type of project that it's supposed to go to. So, and we've worked with Breck. I mean, there's a lot of lot of things that should happen, but you know, it's just you know, hopefully it will. I mean, I keep saying that Baton Rouge is just like one click away from being a cool city, maybe two clicks, and it's just going to take you know, young people like you and you know, Barrett with lie that are going to stay here and be committed to the city and, you know, and make it cool. I mean, there's no reason it can't be. I mean, I've recently with two people as, that were involved in this project, two girls that had moved with their family, two different people, two different business women that moved to D.C. and North Carolina, you know, a little bit younger, fun, wanted to get out of Baton Rouge, only to come back because this is where they wanted to be because this is where their people were. And, you know, they're still young and they're the ones that are involved with it, saying. I want to be involved with this project because this is what I want my Baton Rouge to be.
0: Yeah, and I think it's that's what it's going to take is that the generations that are that are here for the long haul saying we want it to be something unique and vibrant. Mm-hmm. We want to revitalize what we can instead of just always accepting the status quo. You're going to have those status challengers that are going to say, hey, that's a great idea. Let's make it happen.
1: Please, Patty, make that happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we're going to do what we can, and that's originally the reason for starting this show was having conversations with people at LSU saying they can't wait to leave Baton Rouge. They can't wait to go to the next big city, the next big place. That breaks my heart. Like, they... But they, I don't blame them. I mean, I get it. I get their perspective, and they were saying that opportunity is outside of Baton Rouge. By all means, there's opportunity outside of Baton Rouge, but they wanted that quicker gratification. They wanted that instant, I get to a place, everything's already done, I'm here, as opposed to the there's so much potential within the city. There's so much potential within the people that are here and already happening. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start bringing that up to the light and start showcasing that? And then it just kind of clicked for me of, well, why don't I just set up some cameras and microphones and start bringing people on, doing great things in the community, being the forefront of projects like this, having your your building right on the St. Patty's Day parade route, which apparently is a hot spot to go, For the parade time is varsity sports. It's hot. (laughs) And just showcase everything that's going on in the business community to show that there are opportunities here. I mean, you've got employees that have been around with 10-plus years. That's not something that should ever be, oh, we don't hear about it. We don't know about it. It's something that's happening off in the shadows. No one talks about it. How do we get the conversation so much to the forefront where people are reading the newspapers or reading consuming their content and saying, Wow, Baton Rouge has really got something going on. Or it's Baton about Rouge to. is on fire, or is about to. It's about to. Why don't I move in before <laughs> everything gets going so I can be there on the ground okay, floor and be a part of everything that's happening? Like you said, that girl that moved back because this is where their people are and they it's, want to be involved.
1: It's people, it's roots, it's sense of community. I mean, we've got a gorgeous piece of property on the river with the lake. I mean, you know, it's a, it's it's plenty recreational. There's plenty of potential. I mean, it's got the the bones to be a good city. It's just not quite there.
0: Yeah, went a little, a little bit of, 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 here and there. But projects like what y'all are working on is kind of that, that start, that momentum of, also getting into the community's mind that private citizens can put forth proposals like this to encourage people to go before, you know, the the public people in public office and say, hey, here's what we think is a great idea. You know, we've put some money up to to validate that it's that it's warranted and people want it. We've also got the community behind us. Let's start doing this together and making it happen.
1: I appreciate you saying so, because, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing ahead with it.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's something that, that needs to happen, you know, and I think it's... It's
1: small, but it's symbolic. I mean, it exactly. could be a cool place. It could be a really cool place, because I don't want just a sidewalk. I mean, we're It's going to be a linear park. I mean, that's what we have in mind, you know, uh, things going on down there, benches and seats and swings and places you can have yoga classes and farmer's markets. So there's, you know, it's... It's it, it could be a place you want to take people to see. It, it,
0: it's a community within and of itself that otherwise would just be greenery. Yeah, and
1: okay. <laughs> if you've been there lately, it's not greenery <laughs> or at all. But, uh, space,
0: <laughs> vacant space, yeah. we'll say. But I think it also encourages more active people being active in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know more walking from the garden district to that little corner by the overpass. there's so many great restaurants over there. There's a you know a convenience store right on the corner. It's opening up the door for people to have alternative means of transportation, especially now when we're looking know, at five a whole, dollar know, a gallon you know gas prices. it's now we can oh, we can walk to go to the overpass. We can walk to go to building five. We can walk to go to varsity sports. Now it opens up that new idea, especially with people with young kids. I can safely bring my child from my home in the Garden District to a restaurant and have dinner and then walk back.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a natural. You know, and like I said, there's a, you know, it, you'll know probably look ahead and probably have some of these people on, but you know there's a lot of new restaurants emerging there. You know, Chad Lyons from Soji is opening. He's using the old bump steers and doing an Italian restaurant, and Chad is doing unleaded, a barbecue place in the Cracker Barrel. And, you know, there's just... A lot of, you know, in the summer, that place is just going to be, you know, super vibe city. I know. And that's, I I feel like
0: a good, or most of the businesses that are opening as of late are like restaurants. Mm -hmm. Because Louisiana, that's the culture, Mm -hmm. right? The food. You spend most of your time cooking around family and friends. It's it's our activity. Like, that's what I do with, with my family. If we go to have a weekend, you know, get together or something, we're cooking. It's just what Louisiana and Baton Rouge is all about. So what other events do y'all have in the community that y'all are involved with as far as races or running clubs go?
1: We just try to keep things going year-round. You know, we're involved with it. I'm one of those people, if it's a worthwhile event and people want us to be involved, you know, we try to get involved, you know, with, with you know all of the big races in town. You know, probably one of the, the iconic one that's coming up <clears throat> in a couple of weeks is the Fat Boy 5K that we're involved in, so you know, anybody that has not registered, they still have some spots left. I think it's clubsouthrunners.org, but it's the Fat Boy 5K. They're unique, and it's just a three-mile run. And after it, they have uh, chocolate milk and Manda sausages <laughs> and donuts. And, you know, it's just a fun little niche race. So, you know, and the races are just now coming back on to the schedule and really excited about that.
0: Yeah, so they're they're starting to get more, more and more races on the yes. calendar mm-hmm. this year. Yep. And I think – also in part with the races is it's not just about us how fast you can go right it oh, goes no. back to that community Uh-oh. element Absolutely. of you've got people of all skill sets competing in these races
1: oh yeah you know and and when i used to run it was you know people tied up their shoes to to race and you know people knew who was in the top 10 yada 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 you know today's runner just wants to participate you know they're going to put their picture on social media and here i am with the medal and not that that's bad at all it's probably the better way to do it but if you ask those same people who won the race today i would they say have no idea I no i have no idea in my day it's like oh not who won again you know, let me <laughs> tell you who's in the top 10 men and women
0: what so. what do you think caused that shift
1: i don't know but it was a good one you know just participate probably social media may have sort of shifted that where people wanted to be seen doing active things and you know a couple of the the races started finding their niche in fun type of events like I'd say rock and ro- the rock and roll series started that in rock and roll Nashville which you know attracted a lot of people that because they had a band at every mile and you know your average person would do it and they had big guitar medals and you know so your average person wanted to do it you know they're running for the metal and the fun and you know here I am in Nashville and Elvis's house and
0: yeah, I think it, it became exercising as fun, mm-hmm. not so much of a chore anymore.
1: Yep, participate with my <clears throat> friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, there are so many groups of people that will go and register with five or ten friends for I a know. race, and they run right. together. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is in- incredible to see instead of it being what could typically be labeled as an individual sport. You know, well, you're yeah. running by yourself, now you run with a group.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's a lot of destination trips. I know I've been on a bunch of myself, you know. We had a group that ran one of the relays that started in um, the park in San Francisco, ran across a bridge, and relayed up to the Wine Country. I mean, you know, those type of things are just like glorious.
0: Oh yeah, and then the the race from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. What, oh, what yeah. is that? New Orleans. Uh huh. Yeah, Rouge Orleans. That is a really cool race to see those people take those legs and eventually run a whole marathon over the course of the entire race.
1: It's, you know, and there's a lot of those across the country that are that way. Another one that we did was, <clears throat> excuse me, Bourbon Chase and it was went through it was 200 miles in relay they went to all the bourbon distilleries in Kentucky or most of them that's those cool. were the stops oh it's so so much fun so it takes run into a whole different element it's you know it's about the friends in the van doing relays and stopping at the bourbon and watching makers mark dip their bottle and so it's, that that's
0: the camaraderie right there Well, <laughs> like it's I, fun oh yeah and that's i mean so i used to do triathlons and ran cross country in high school and so all of those races were a blast. I mean, if mm-hmm. if anyone has not been to a race, my mom would always call it. It's a true spectator sport. Going to those races and those <laughs> events I never because she would of get it. she would get just as much fun being a spectator watching all of us compete as we would actually participating.
1: Particularly the triathlon. There's so much going on there.
0: Oh yeah, with I with love the it. with the transition time, mm-hmm. she would see us. She would see us coming in, and she would watch us in T one and T two, and doing all the shoe changes and getting on the bikes and everything. And that was a blast. But it was always the the after parties that would be a blast because they'd bring in bands, they'd have food. You I feel mean, so
1: good after doing all that. Oh,
0: you it's, feel incredible. You know. <laughs> For some, it was they had a we did the Redneck Man the first year that they Redneck did it. Man. It was in I think around like Lafayette or Opelousas uh-huh. area, and we were the first year that they ever put the race on, and so like we were out there. We were the first ones to register. Like, we had, they did it by the time you registered. So, we had bib numbers four, five, six, and seven. And I was like, this is not according to swim time. I don't know who this is. But it was a fun thing to go to because at the, after the end, they were so new that they were still figuring everything out. And it was fun to be a part of that because they were, they were grabbing people that were competitors. Hey, help us with this, help us with this. And it was all a big community event. Yeah. And it's really exciting to see the community come around these, these racing events and just, put their heart out, and enjoy it as a whole.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. You're telling me. Music to me. Or else, uh, you know, a wonderful Saturday in Louisiana.
0: Oh, yeah. So what's 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 on the horizon for varsity sports?
1: Um, the Continuity, I guess. You know, the, the store in Mandeville probably is the biggest thing because I'm really excited about that, and that'll be <clears> – <throat> it was a long time coming. You know, everybody that you talk to says, you know, then COVID happened, so mm. I'm a then COVID happened story. So, um. And now we're back and the cost of building is, you know, a lot more than before COVID. A little bit higher than anticipated. That's got, you know, that will make you not sleep at night, but it's (laughs) going to be fine. Um, So that's probably the biggest thing um, that we've got. And then we're just kind of continuous all year round, trying to find something fun to do.
0: That's exciting. So looking back on the, the 20 plus years you've been in business, is there anything you would have changed along the way?
1: You know no not really because you've got to learn the hard way sometimes you got to make your mistakes to truth. move on you know it, thankfully for me i don't mind making mistakes at all and the ones i usually make are i don't make real big financial gambles you know i do i think calculated ones so you know i can afford to lose it Right, and it's so, it's not you're so, not betting the house on this yeah, one but, thing that could go wrong. But trust me, mistakes have been made many many times along the way. But I don't think <laughs> there's anybody in business that would tell you that they, you know, they would do.
0: Yeah, see, I, I look at them as it's not mistakes, it's lessons. Oh,
1: from, without a <laughs> doubt, some are a little harder than others.
0: Yeah, some sting a little harder. <laughs> those those lessons hurt a little bit more. But it's still it's you're learning a way not to do something.
1: That's a good point. Exactly.
0: So, I, th- I mean, I think that for, from any entrepreneur's standpoint, if they're afraid to take this risk or they're afraid they might make a failure or make a mistake, you have to along the way. I mean, it's just going to happen. It's natural it's just progression happen. of business.
1: It's going to happen. You know, it's not, you know, whether it's going to happen, it's just how you deal with it.
0: So, are there, I'm curious, are there any particular shoe brands you won't carry?
1: Um... Not really, the only thing I would tell you, and I might even, I hate to say I hate to call brands out, but it could be such potential. Um, Skechers, the shoe, actually tried to get into the serious running market, and the, the rep that we had was great. And the shoe with the, the the um the Skechers razor was a really good shoe. I ran in it a bunch. And we tried to bring it in. People just don't take the Skechers brand serious as a running shoe. So we brought it in, and it just didn't work. You know, if they would even Called it the Razor as opposed to Sketcher, but sketcher just you know Sketcher was too Skechers in the mind of people that came in our store. Even the Disney crowd didn't want to come in there and get Skechers. Isn't
0: that crazy? How yeah. a, just a name of the I brand, know. regardless of the quality of the shoe or the product. But if the you name came in there and in saw in the
1: it. Skechers, would you be a little bit? Mm, I don't really want to try that.
0: Probably, but I can't put a pin on why. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if it's like the name, like the, a name association with something. Yeah, it's
1: associated like, with a little different brand. <laughs> anyway, so I tried with Skechers, so.
0: So, how often should people replace their running shoes?
1: If you're doing a lot in them, the manufacturers still tell you six, eight months. You know, if a person's not just killing the roads, you can get a year out of them. You know, quite frankly, today's mid midsoles are out of just superior material, and they're going to hold up a lot better than, you know, your daddy's running shoes. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I think I've got, um, I think I've got a pair of Brooks that I, th- I don't know if I originally purchased these from y'all. I've purchased a pair of Brooks from y'all before. You Um, probably purchased them from us. Probably, and I think I've had them for probably a couple years, so I'm sure they're probably due for a refresh.
1: You need to come get the treatment. I need to put you on the machine, you know, give Uh, you the Patty G. Jenny P. treatment.
0: Hey, look, might have to do that, make a little little live out of it and show everybody what the experience is. That would be
1: a lot of fun.
0: A little little Instagram live? I think that would be fun. That
1: would be fun. Yeah, we could definitely do that.
0: We'll have to figure out some time okay. when we're both going to be in the shop. Super duper. So as we start to kind of wrap up the show, we have a set list of questions we'd like to ask. And the first one being, what three lessons have you learned along the way in your career?
1: Um, it's going to probably be a recap of this interview. Probably, you know, relationships are absolutely critical, you know, whether it's with your vendor or, with the person that you're talking to at a podcast, it's, you know, it's developing relationships where people can feel good doing business with you and, you know, don't be afraid to make a mistake. You know, you can't surprise yourself. If you look around every corner, you gotta, you know, you gotta jump into it blind and, um, you know, and have a love for what you're doing. You know, I always say it's so cliche when you say that, but you know, if you really, really, really love it, it's, you know, you I'm not going to go cliche about, you don't work a day in your life, but you really have got to like it because you spend a lot of time at work.
0: So I, th- I think to, to not go cliche, but I wholeheartedly agree with all three of those. But I think, too, when you really love your craft and your passion, you're going to push its boundaries. Mm-hmm. You're oh, going to yeah. push it as yeah, far as you can, it. and good good you're going to do everything you can to grow it. Absolutely. So you may still be working, but you're going to do everything in your power to see it through all the way and make it successful.
1: You know, absolutely. I mean, we are in our industry, varsity sports is kind of a rebel. You know, all the reps. I mean, and it's a good, we're a good rebel, though. You know, everybody that knows that they work with us are going to get a whole different brand of what they're going to do. And, you know, it's a reputation that I take real pride in. Yeah,
0: I mean, when you, you have to. you got You got to stand out from the competitors to make oh, yourself yeah. unique. Yeah. So what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today?
1: Um... Go barefooted and swim in creeks, I guess.
0: <laughs> Those were fun days. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, gosh. Those were wonderful days. Oh,
0: I've got just memories on memories of going to the river at my friend's house and swinging
1: on rope swings and walking through the creeks. I know My grandparents had a place in Woodville where, you know, I think Barrett has a place in, in Woodville. But, you know, Barrett, one of our sponsors is the reason I say that. Um, in Woodville, Mississippi. And so we'd go in the creeks in Woodville, Mississippi, and it was great. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. I think kids are getting back to I think, our I think childhood. COVID forced them. I hope so. They had their their their, well, par- their, par- their parents got
0: tired of them being
1: inside <laughs> and said, "Go outside, go outside and be be a kid like I was."
0: Yeah, do some do something outdoors. I mean, that I know as a kid, being outside was, gosh, we couldn't we couldn't come in until it was dark. <laughs> like that it, was the rule.
1: it's funny that I'm saying I'd rather be barefoot <laughs> when I'm in the shoe industry, but I mean. <laughs> Do <laughs> you remember as a kid when the streets got so hot that you'd actually have tar? You know, mm-hmm. my feet were in the summer. They had it was black tar spots all over, them, but they were toughened up because that, that tar oh, yeah. would melt on my feet. I, don't, I didn't care.
0: We used to live off of Lobdell, and growing up, and we would go to Terra Pool uh-huh. and going from the car to the gravel, um, concrete. You had to walk across the asphalt, uh-huh. and we would just like be jumping, oh, oh, be, oh, be hopping, oh, oh, oh. and skipping uh-huh. all the way across the parking line. You'd burn your feet, but I mean that was that was summer. That's what it was. By
1: July, those feet were so tough. I mean, oh, I had yeah. I had you know had asphalt little black asphalt feet. That, you know, couldn't <laughs> clean it off.
0: Oh no, I'm sure they hated us in the pool because we were all in the that swim was, team. I'm I sure know. they hated us That's
1: being right. in the pool with black feet. But my grandmother it was used what to us. think that we were just such you know hillbillies <laughs> that my mother <laughs> let us barefoot. That was just a anyway. She was a southern lady.
0: That's just that's the culture. That's I what know, it was. I know. So, what is something? I'm. Sure we talked about this a lot throughout the whole show. But what is something you love about Baton Rouge?
1: Uh, the people. You know, it's just that some wonderful people. You know, just stuff, you know, I mean, I love everything about Baton Rouge. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> anybody that knows me knows that. Well, not everything. I mean, there's some. There, things. There's some things we can fix. You know, I will tell you that I think oftentimes Baton Rouge gets in the way of itself. You know. Mm-hmm that we, we need to keep doing all the things you and I talked about. We just
0: need to keep pushing the coal. Oh, yeah. I think what people, people come for the food, stay for the company.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it.
0: So for the final question, Jenny, what can I do to help you?
1: Come do an Instagram live and show people the Patty G. Jenny P. shoe connection. I like that, Patty G. Jenny P. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're in
0: marketing or something. Oh,
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at it a while.
0: Well, thank you so much, Denny, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Do you all have any upcoming events or races you all are a part of? or How can people get involved with the running club?
1: Um, Go to varsityrunning.com, look on the calendar. We meet Monday, Thursdays afternoons at bars, restaurants, Saturday mornings at 7.30, at a coffee shop. So, we try to do a real good job of really supporting the businesses around Baton Rouge. Like, we'll be at Bistro Byron's this Thursday, and there's live music after and stuff like that. And so, we'll run through Web Park. So, free. Anybody can show up anywhere from six minute miles to 15 minute miles. I'm
0: in between somewhere that. In I'm, in, I'm somewhere in there. <laughs> so, that's good. Well, thank you so much. We are going to do the Instagram live. We got to coordinate, coordinate our schedule. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That would be fun. Especially because of how cool just your your spaces it's just so unique and That's i love it i kind love of you to say so thank you so much for coming on the show i My appreciate pleasure. it and uh thank everybody else for watching or listening whatever platform you're consuming us on i really appreciate it i know the guests do as well be sure to check out varsity sports if you're in the market for just a good time really you don't even need to go <laughs> you don't even need to be in the market for shoes you'll beer walk in, in the there fridge, for a good time beer in the fridge beer in the fridge look paradise park's in there so mm, i'm is. definitely gonna have to go and take a stop um, and thank you all so very much. Share the show. Help us spread the word. We are able to bring on people like Jenny and showcase her stories by the support of you and what you do to make this show a success, whether it's sharing, telling people about it. You know, we talked about in the show. It's all about the people, you know, and the word of mouth and spreading that. So we would love if you want to click that little share or like button, whatever you want to do, or just tell your friends and family about the show. We're very thankful for that. And also a big thank you to our wonderful sponsors that make this show possible. And you're going to hear a little bit of a message from them right Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Patty G Show brought to you by Government Taco. They're located on the corner of Government Street and Jefferson Highway. Jay is always slinging up a new taco of the month, so if you're a frequenter to Government Taco, let us know in the comments what you thought about this month's taco of the month. If you're not a frequenter, maybe trying out this month's taco might just convert you. Big thanks over to them at Government Taco for making the Patty G Show possible. Thank you so very much to our sponsor, Falaya Real Estate. They are the all-in-one real estate platform for you, whether you're buying or selling. They've got options starting out at $399 to sell your home. The average lister saves anywhere from $7,800 on their closing of their home. It's really incredible what they're doing with it. Barrett is amazing at Felia. Jacob, they're going to help you through the entire process from start to finish and really treat you like family.
1: At Horizon Financial Group, we enjoy helping others achieve greater confidence, clarity, and direction in their lives.
0: We realize everyone's path to financial success is unique. Sometimes you just need a friendly guide along the way. Whether it's customized financial planning, individual wealth management, or servicing your company's retirement plan, we've got the team with the experience to help you reach your goals. Horizon Financial Group, helping you provide, protect, and prosper for those counting on you. Visit us at horizonfg.com. Saterra Advisors, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Cetera is a separate entity. Thank you so very much to Mallard Bay Outdoors, the Airbnb for the outdoor sportsmen. If you're looking to book a hunt or a fishing trip, this is the platform to use. They were a past guest at the Patty G Show. We got to learn all about what they're doing from the ground up. They are really revolutionizing the booking process for hunts and fish all across the country. For your next hunting or fishing experience, or maybe your corporate retreat, you're looking for something to do for your employees, book a hunt or a fishing trip with Mallard Bay Outdoors, and they will take care of you every step of the way, from organizing it with the guides and the captains, to making sure you can take care of them at the end of the trip. Mallard Bay Outdoors, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear, how they treat not only their employees but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove concierge service Every step of the way, they're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life shopping for a car. They're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable. You're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle. Thank you so very much for Mercedes-Benz of making this show possible. Thank you so very much to Currency Bank, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show. If you are looking for a business bank that fosters on three core values relationships, service, and technology, Currency Bank is the place for you. They pride themselves on convenient, accessible, and secure online banking resources where you can manage your account balances, initiate transfers, enroll with e statements, and more via their online portal. Between the relationships, the service, and the technology, They are going to be that partner with your business every step of the way, regardless of what you need. Currency Bank is the bank for business owners.